here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Roundtable. I'm Molly Court. Here with me is Arn Furious. Hello. And we're just gonna jump straight in. We're talking ICW Fear and Loathing. We're talking Progress Chapter 38 Quick Hits. Uh, that's been up for quite a while, and we just haven't gotten around. Yeah, to it happened about like it, a month but... ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, we've still got some stuff to say about it since we didn't cover it originally. And also, um, if we have time, we'll be looking ahead to. Um, a big weekend of wrestling, which we're both attending live, and I know we're both very excited about. Fired up. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but last week was Fear and Loathing Nine for ICW, <sighs> and it was the biggest Brit Rest show of the century, basically, for since like the 1980s. Probably hasn't been a bigger crowd for a wrestling show that wasn't run by WWE in the UK. And this one, I believe the announced number was. Six thousand and something. I didn't it was have it. it was over six k, yeah, which is yeah. A, a big number. I know we were saying beforehand that they needed to do something quite substantial, yeah. But six thousand is probably over what they needed to do. I think they've come out of it fine financially, so that's yeah, yeah. the big concern. Although uh, Mark Dallas apparently didn't agree with our assessment. Uh, somebody told me earlier in the week that he'd heard the podcast that we did on the financials. <laughs> And probably heard someone else talking about it. <laughs> possibly. Oh, possibly Chinese somebody's whispers. told him about it, and he called us absolute throbbers. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, I thought that was hilarious. So, uh, Brit Rest Roundtable, the home of absolute throbbers. Absolute throbbers. But um, if, if you're going to insult someone, then it, it's nice that he's done it with a bit of panache. <laughs> a bit of... Uh, <laughs> a bit of the I've Scottish I've never child. been called a throbber before. <laughs> no, me either. It's... Uh, it's quite the uh, quite the thrill. Must be a Glaswegian thing, as all of ICW is really. Um, I think we can both go on record and say we're not the biggest fans of promotion, <laughs> not its target market either. No, I generally Scottish people are the, are the target yeah. uh, audience. <laughs> I don't even know about Scottish people, just Glaswegian people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there were quite a lot of matches on this show. Um. So we better get straight into it. <laughs> um, and it opened up, as it should do, with Joe Hendry singing 
um, against Davy Blaze. It actually um, opened with uh, Finn Balor. Yes, yes, of course. But um, there but... were streaming issues. I watched it live, and like no- there was nothing. It just didn't work at all. <laughs> um, right before the show started, I put up a poll saying, like, is this stream going to work properly? And like the negative answer being, this is Brit Rest. And it didn't work at all at the start. Uh, they shot, uh, the first two matches went on, they aired on Facebook. And then the stream came up for the third match, which was uh, BT Gun and Stevie Boy. Uh, and basically, they handled it really well, like surprisingly well. When What Culture's uh, live iPay-Per-View went, went horribly wrong, there didn't seem to be a plan B at all. It just went yeah. wrong and exploded. Um, <laughs> whereas this, they actually seemed to get it all together. And it really helped that they used uh, Pivot Share because it, they had tech people behind it who knew what they were doing. And it took them about 20 minutes to fix it. But if they fixed it and it worked, the stream worked perfectly live after the, after the first two matches. What did you think of the general production of um, the show, aside from any issues that might have been happening with the live stream? Just like it seemed pretty decent. I mean, I've never had a, an issue with those kind of things from from ICW. I'd like the ring announcer. I like the, the yeah. commentators. That that side of things, I don't have an issue with at all. It's more the in, the quality of the in ring, which just I don't think it's up to scratch. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably be about the same i thought the stage looked really good here um like even though the venue wasn't packed to the rafters it certainly looked like it was full so um yeah it it's, it's difficult like to make show. six thousand people look like not very many <laughs> when you've got that many people yeah. it's it's pretty easy to make it look like a big crowd yeah uh, so yeah, Joe Hendry beat Davy Blaze in the opening match. We got um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian yes. Raps Hendry. <laughs> that was that was easily the best part of the match. <laughs> yeah, that was basically the match. <laughs> the match was kind of a whole lot of nothing. Um, very generic, um, and ended with like one move from Joe Hendry, not even like a full rally back. Um, the whole match was the song beforehand. <laughs> well, you know what you're gonna get with Joe Hendry. Um, yeah. His work this year has actually been pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know if he was a bit, I don't know what you said, disgruntled at being in this opening match, which it had like a real big stipulation on it with like if he lost, he was gone from, from ICW for a year. Um, I, I kind of had it in the back of my head that he was just going to lose and then he'd come back the next year and win the title because <laughs> that would make sense kind of but then he loses a year's worth of booking so yeah hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't too invested in the uh, the stipulation especially not watching it live but yeah just, just a match but the song beforehand incredible <laughs> I like that Joe Hendry invests that sort of time into making his matches unique and special and it makes him more watchable as a result he does feel like a bit of an event yeah, like based on the the songs and that. I mean, like when he's been in what culture, he's <clears throat> he's done a lot of very similar stuff. Um, like the, he did one for uh, Big Demo, comparing him to um, uh, the Wizard in, in Harry Potter. I've forgotten his name. But, uh, <laughs> Hagrid. Yes, that's the one. Uh, yeah, he, he did one of those. It was very funny. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll move on to the ICW Women's Championship. Another fucking triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not in love with triple threats. Well, I if I never see another triple we... threat, I'll be okay. I did say when we were previewing it and you were complaining about triple threats, I was like, well, they're always good. <clears throat> and this one wasn't. I don't know. I, I feel like you like them more than I do. I feel like I'm just grumpy about the triple threats just because they're a triple threat and can't get into them as much, but... To be fair, this one wasn't very good. Uh, Kaylee Ray looks so far above the other two. Really. Yeah, I, I knew she's she's having seen her this year wrestle quite a lot um, comparatively to, to previous years. I, I've noticed that she's been really good, um, but the other two were just nowhere near her level. And uh, Carmel uh, had a promo after the match where she said, "Like, we don't really deserve to be in here with you because you're that much better than us." Yeah. Which Kaylee Ray is fantastic, and she comes across like a star already in her career. Um, Viper's not terrible, I don't think. I think she's still. Well, getting this her. is not a criticism of either Viper or Carmel, uh, who I think they're both quite good. But um, Kaylee Ray was just so much better than both of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really seeing it with Carmel. She's not really uh, doing that much for me. But Kaylee Ray, yeah, well, she's <laughs> fantastic. Not, she's not going to be doing anything there because she's kind of retired. Oh, really? <laughs> That's what she said after the after the match. It sounded like a retirement. Uh, I, you never know with pro wrestling retirements. I, <laughs> well, no, I didn't think of it like it, as a definitive. I didn't think of it as a definitive retirement. It's kind of hard to take anything like that seriously, but yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is a very middling match. Um, I thought like Kelly Ray was really good and. Um, if she's going to be hanging around, she's the only person that you can really put that title on. Like, who else is there that's, that's good enough to have it? Indeed. I, I'm well, hopefully she'll elevate she, a few She didn't people. get it within the first year of the title's uh, history. It kind of irks me that she's she's won it as a heel, though. Yeah, she I'm... didn't come across like a heel in this no, match she didn't. at all. <laughs> she didn't come across like a heel at all in this match. And then... Like, Car- Carmel is far more suited to being a heel. But like right in the next yeah. match, uh, she did a run in as a heel. Yes. After she's been put <laughs> over after that, like this year long <laughs> battle to win the title, and in the next match she's a heel. Yeah, that like wasn't a... the best timing. Just Do you think? BT gun with a chair. <laughs> I I thought uh, we'll move on to the coffin match between BT gun and Stevie Boy, um, and I thought this was kind of a weird setup for the match since. BT Gun turned face by turning heel on the heel Steve <laughs> Boy, <laughs> which was a bit weird. <laughs> like the the story was odd because they were talking up how like BT Gun betrayed Stevie Boy, but he's the face because Stevie Boy was a heel. That was a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, BT Gun is quite good, um, but he's also quite injured now. <laughs> so. We, we think he might be out for a while, possibly. He's got uh, knee trouble. Um, mm. So they did a spot in this where he got powerbombed onto the lid. Um, presumably that'll be the excuse for him not being on TV for a while. Well, mm. the, um, ICW's uh, shows. I do not like casket matches. No, no one does. <laughs> but, There's been but... like one good casket match ever. <laughs> and Shawn Michaels was in it. <laughs> It limits the entire match to that little bit of the ring, and 
it cuts creativity off it doesn't it yeah. enhance creativity it just makes everything hackneyed and limited and <sighs> kind of shit and it's not even an impressive sight it's just a fucking bin that you put something <laughs> in get in the bin um yeah the the actual work when they weren't like doing casket spots was actually quite good but it was like they'd do a couple of sequences and it'd be really good and I'd be getting into the match and then they'd go back to a casket spot and I'd be like, ah, yeah, I just like, don't Oh, care. he's in the casket. Will he uh, get, will he get out? Put yeah, down of course him. he will. <laughs> and the stupidest spot they did was when, uh, I forget who it was, it was BT, I think, was in the casket and like he was supposed to fall in and then have his leg like hanging over the edge. So he's playing like he's unconscious, but like his leg just about hangs out. Mm. Well, he kind of blew it when he fell in and his leg fell off, and then he had to put his leg back up, <laughs> and it just looked stupid. But I thought it was very odd that the referees stupid, closed horrible. the lid on them both when they were both in the coffin. Like, <laughs> what an odd match. What an odd stipulation. All, all the booking in this match was just really stupid. Yeah, and it got in the way of the match, which could have otherwise been alright. And especially, like, Kaylee Ray, like I said, right after she's um, like completed this year-long legacy to win the women's title and then she's just coming out and interfering in, in the match like right afterwards it's like they, they don't pay attention from from one match to the next what's going on which it's, is the worry yeah it's 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 this is like russo booking <laughs> uh we'll move on to the tag team championship match and Do we have the to? Wor- defin- <laughs> definitively the worst imports on this show, uh, Team 3D being defeated by Polo Promotions. Um, yeah, what can you say about this? Just a whole bunch of botched spots. Two very old men striving to reclaim their lost glory. These guys were on WWE TV this year. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. <laughs> Well, I guess Bubba wasn't that bad, but like Devon, uh, I think he's got one foot into retirement, possibly yeah. both of them. And this might have been like his last match, <laughs> possibly. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, what? But really... like there was like a there was like a three D botch. Uh, I, was, where, like, I was about to they say went that. For free, yeah. I, I thought, oh Jesus Christ, that was so bad. <laughs> well, it's like the, the idea was they were supposed to go for the three D, and it's supposed to be. Um, uh, that so it's on Mark Coffee, so that means that Polo is supposed to come in and break it up. But he's so late getting into the ring that Devon's already got uh, Mark Coffee like up in the air, and yeah. like Bubba's in position. Like there's no reason why they shouldn't hit the move, is none whatsoever. And I think it would have made any difference to the match anyway because Coffee didn't do anything after that point. But they just stopped. Just, oh no, we're not going to do that, and like, <laughs> it just stopped in the mid move. And then, like, Apollo uses the chair for the win, and that's it. That's the match. It was terrible. Yeah, that entire ending sequence was terrible. And and the entire match was terrible. (laughs) Um, If anyone bought a ticket to see Team 3D, I don't think they would have been particularly satisfied with this performance. If you're buying a ticket to see Team 3D in 2016, (laughs) there is something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. So we should probably just move on. Yeah, <laughs> Team 3D got their little spot at the end. Oh yeah, they and... put someone through a table. Uh, yeah. uh, Davy wasn't it? Davy Blaze. Yeah, yeah. Although if they even they even cocked that up, uh, rather they didn't. It was um, uh, like Davy comes out, and I think someone punched him, and then he's just lying around selling 
waiting to get put through the table. And it's like, well, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> he's literally not doing anything. He's just lying. And like, he's relying on um, like Devon to do something. And Devon's like arranging furniture. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Yeah, this is just terrible. Um, we'll move on to the zero G championship stairway to heaven match. This annoyed um, me. An elimination match, which turned into a ladder match at the end. Yeah. Um, and we saw the wasting of <laughs> Zach Gibson. <laughs> well, you said as well as on our preview thing, you were like, well, "Where's Kenny Williams? Why is he not on the show?" Because uh, he was a surprise, like last minute yeah. entry yeah. into this zero G match. Did he need to be a surprise? Or did they think that they if they just... announced him, it would have just been so obvious what was going to happen? I, because I the moment so. he came out... Well, as soon as he came out, like, it's like, well, he's winning. I think I know what's going to happen here. <laughs> so, yeah. But there, there was uh, no Justin point Reeves. having seven people in this match, because five of them were completely uh, irrelevant to what yeah, the match was. It should have was. just been Kenny Williams versus Lionheart. It should have been like a... Yeah, it's a ladder match, and we don't know who the opponent's going to be. It's going to be named on the night. Although that, yeah. that kind of would have made it obvious, because Kenny Williams wasn't in the match. But, uh, <laughs> but Aaron Echo, Andy Wilde, Justin Rees, Liam Thompson, and Zach Gibson... All, were all did nothing Complete also-rounds. You know, no Zach Gibson, point. who's tearing it up in progress, and he just gets... Completely wasted here. First eliminated. <laughs> Nothing interesting. Just I, I just hope he got paid well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you think of the match once it came down to the final two? Uh, they had a couple of good spots, but it was it was all very rushed. Yeah. Uh, there was a rock bottom like off the ladder, which was very impressive uh, visually. But then it's like because it it was kind of a rushed. Um, match like the whole thing was very very rushed. Um, they didn't sell it at all. It was just like uh, here's a big spot up the ladder, and and here's another big spot where you know Kenny gets a springboard uh, uh, diamond cutter, and and then he just gets the title down. So it was just like big spot, then big spot the other way, and then he gets the belt, <laughs> and that was it. It was just like a couple of big spots. Yeah, not a match I think anyone's going to rewatch ever again. <laughs> no. Uh, we'll move on to something significantly better though, which was Lewis Gervin defeating Ricochet. Um, and Gervin... hand, hands down match of the night. Gervin looked really good here. Uh, it was great to see Ricochet in like a high-profile singles match because he hasn't really had that many this year. Like he's had he had the Will Ospreay match, obviously, um, but not a huge amount of other match like singles matches that he's had. Um, and Gervin looked very much his equal here. I didn't like his weird Bo Dallas-looking tights. <laughs> I don't think white suits him very well. Um, but everything else about him I thought was really good. The match uh, started off ridiculously crazy. Like, Ricochet's dive over the barrier. Yes. Like, like doing a full rotation and that, just That was dying. my favourite <laughs> spot on the entire show. Of the show, I, I yeah. tend to say that the BT Guns... Um, Vertical drop brain buster was very close because I he that completely caught me cold the way that he hit it, um, but then so did Ricochet with with that dive like into the crowd. Ricochet is so impressive. Like yeah. <laughs> I could I watch think it's all like, day. If ICW used better imports, they could probably put on like really terrific shows. Mm. But like this was a blip in what was a, a very disappointing <laughs> show. And 
Gervin's win felt really significant as well. Like afterwards, like it seemed like everyone yeah, yeah. was really paying attention to how big of a win it was, and the commentators weren't like faking their enthusiasm for how big a win it was. It felt like a big moment. Uh, I, I had only one issue with the commentary all night, and it was in this match, and okay. that's um, Billy Kirkwood basically just watches ICW, I think, yeah. um, <laughs> because he didn't know what Ricochet's finisher was. He kept uh, uh, referring yeah. to it as uh, like he's oh he's going for the GTS. He's not. <laughs> he's going for the Benadriller, mate. That's his finisher. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, I like Billy. I really like his enthusiasm and like he he does love the product. Yeah. So I I can't really criticize him too much. But that that was one spot that kind of irked me. It was like you know the names of like every move that every white guy does that like works for the promotion, but you don't know Ricochet's finisher. It just seemed odd. Other than that, I thought this match was pushing four stars. Um, like, Gervin worked with Ricochet really well. They had good chemistry. I thought the ending was really good. Like, Gervin, he didn't really luck into locking on his submission, but it was sort of like... like he Ricochet got a lot of counters into it. He made, made... Like, Ricochet just made one mistake and, like, got punished for it. Yeah. I guess like, this, this is match of the night. I don't think anything else was even close. Yeah, I'd say the main event had a good atmosphere and would probably came close, but like from work rate perspective, yeah, yeah, no doubt this is the best. Uh, the next two matches really wound me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll move on to the ICW World Heavyweight Championship match defended in the steel cage. Our man. Trent yeah. Seven well, this, versus this is, Wolfgang. This is just what you want from your biggest show of the year. You have your heel champion come in and then win clean because the babyface is too stupid to punch him into the cage instead of out of it. <laughs> yeah. Trent Seven looked like My, a big idiot. He looked this. like he looked like an idiot. And I would I would like to call I felt really bad for him <laughs> for having to wrestle this match with this with this shit finish. Against Wolfgang, who is at the very best like a, a two and a half star guy, <laughs> if, you, if you're ranking two star special, yeah, he's he's not a main eventer, he's not a champion, no, he's okay, no. but like he does nothing to stand out. Um, him riding down here on a, a motorcycle just wound me up even more because it just reminded me that like all the, the shitty. Wrestlers who've been <laughs> ridden motorcycles. More Chuck Palumbo, less Undertaker. Yeah, it was like watching um, one of the outcasts from uh, uh, the Disciples of Apocalypse. It was like he'd been in the group, but like they didn't let him wrestle because he wasn't as good as Skull or Eight Ball. <laughs> um, I would like to compliment Trent Seven on his Jimmy Hart version of Seven Nation Army. Uh... <laughs> It's like, da, 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 da. oh yeah, that was kind of <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Surely they 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 must be making a fair amount of money if they've got six thousand fans in there. They can't afford to pay some music rights. Apparently not. Or they just not want to. <laughs> it's like they don't think music's important. This is where progress is a better promotion. Because they yeah. realise the importance of the music and what what that adds to the atmosphere. Just don't let Metallica find out. <laughs> uh, well, they pay, don't they? They pay merchandising, uh, uh, licensing. Yeah, they do. I'm not, I'm not sure how that works exactly. Do they get it like song by song? I or... don't know. I don't know how that works, but like 
that they've said that that's what they do. That's yeah. why there's music on the shows because they pay for it. Because like I'm impressed that they could get a Metallica song since it always costs like six million a pop. <laughs> Uh, well, there's no vocals on it, so <laughs> maybe it doesn't count. <laughs> I was so, I was talking about the origin song. This is a oh, I was, I was thinking of um um. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, we're sort of distracting ourselves from the actual match, which was um. It was fine, but I I hated the finish so much that it just kind of. I, I really don't remember a lot about it. Uh, I, oh, I do remember that um, uh, Trent did an absolutely ridiculous no sell. Um, yes, from a pile and no driver. one, no one reacted and, to yeah, it. Everyone was just sitting on their hands. It's like how how do you no sell a no sell <laughs> crowd? <laughs> I think that's the point at which I really turned on the crowd. That that was his big firing up moment. One count kick out, and yeah. the crowd just Nothing. immediately went back to like chanting bullshit again. Um, Not literally saying bullshit, but just like but, shitty chants. So that kind of that kind of got me wound up at that point. I yeah, was like, this I, is I, not I can... an audience I wanted to be in. And uh, in the past, I've loved the energy and the enthusiasm that you get with the ICW crowd. That that's one of their best selling points. Mm. But during this show, I was just like, they they don't like the same things as me. I'm I'm <laughs> not the same as, as that. I just not I don't agree with what they're doing. It's just not for me, you know. Because I, I would have been hated... off my feet for that the one count kick out. I think yeah. it was ridiculous. I hated that the match started with a brawl on the outside. It's a cage match. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be locked in together, not running around on the outside. Um, and the finish as well was it exactly the same as the finish of last year's Fear and Loathing cage match, which was they spend a laborious amount of minutes setting up tables at ringside prior to it. Yeah, And then a guy the falls off. Yeah. I didn't like the finish like you. Because <laughs> it made Trent Seven look stupid. Um, it, and I... it was just a massive anticlimax. If it was implied that I didn't like the finish, that is, is inaccurate. I hated the finish. <laughs> I hated that the match was built around brass knuckles, I'd... but it's a cage match. Yeah, like, for that's, this, this fucking uh, stale I put a everywhere. Gimmick gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I put a gimmick in your gimmick because I heard you like gimmicks. Uh, yeah, I did not enjoy this. And because I didn't enjoy like the finish and just generally didn't like the match, and for... For me, I, I fucking love Trent Seven. Mm. I love him. I think we all do now. <laughs> and for, for me to dislike a match that he's in, it's got to be really badly booked. Mm. It has to be, because I enjoy his work that much. Um, so yeah, this that really wound me up, and I really couldn't enjoy the rest of the show. Uh well, there wasn't a hell of a lot to enjoy about the next match. Eight-man elimination tag Garbage. for the IC- ICW ownership. It's uh, DCT, Shaw Samuels, Chris Renfrew, and Grado. Saying on, on the uh, on the preview that the most interesting thing they should could do is to have the heels win. Uh, if the <laughs> heels win, then you, you can kind of build it up again, and and they didn't. Which yeah, I, the. the it's kind of weird because the crowd reacted huge to everything and 
like it was it felt like a big moment for the, for them and like red lightning was fired and it was like ah it's all over and and this was the storyline that they'd been building up but for me i'm like you spent a year building up to this match and the, the actual content of the match is just crap yeah um the heels bram drew galloway jack jester and kid fight um losing that was a bit weird and the match was just... It wasn't even a match. It was just... This is what people talk about when they say that wrestling is like a soap opera. Like in a, like a shitty soap opera. Because there was no actual wrestling going on here. It was all just like em- emoting... Awful and, gimmick like, punches. Yeah, awful... Just stereotypical like wrestling gimmick. Telling stories stuff that we've seen a million times before. Um, and just nothing interesting nothing new nothing to sink your teeth into it felt like people pretending to be wrestlers in like yeah. a tv show doing wrestling i thought grado was absolute crap in this <laughs> it's one of the worst grado matches i've seen outside yeah. of tna well Shaw samuels um Shaw was out and dct didn't really get a chance to be anything because they were out a minute straight in. away Although I did enjoy seeing babyface Shaw Samuels, like I'd been sucked into a Ian's one of Ian's dreams. <laughs> um, the the only guy who I think comes out of any credit from this match is Drew Galloway. Drew Galloway, admittedly, was the man who held this all together. He did. He was I, partly because he has that WWE experience. He knows how to do all this melodrama wrestling. Yeah, no, I thought he was really good in this match. Everyone else stunk. If if it wasn't for Galloway like holding it together and telling that Jack Jester story cohesively, this match would have just been a complete dud. At least he managed to pull some sort of real emotion um, into it. I, I had it at a dud. <laughs> I, th- I think he kept it out of negative stars. Um, yeah, the the big angle at the end where uh, which had no drama in it at all. Yeah, where. Like uh, Jack Jester comes back out and then hands the pipe uh, thing to to Finn Balor. It, uh, it did anyone think he wasn't turning? <laughs> and yet he's standing there for an eternity with this pipe, and it's like just give just give Finn the pipe or just hit Galloway, or do something, <laughs> just stop standing there. There was a lot of standing there in this match. Like everyone just stood around the whole match. <laughs> This was a Yearn Simmons special. <laughs> oh, and they had um, uh, Red Lightning when he interfered. They had Mark Dallas jump in there, and they had a cat fight. Yeah, hate that. It just uh, this this match would have been fine, uh, like in the nineties, specifically the <laughs> later nineties, specifically in ECW. Um, but honestly, the work in this in this was so bad that I just can't. I just can't justify saying anything nice about it because the work was just so bad. It just stunk. I think that's all we can say. The only way you could have liked this match is if you're invested in the Red Lightning Dallas ownership story. And if you are, uh, <laughs> we disagree with you. Yeah, well, I saw people <laughs> pop really hard on, on the finish. Yeah, And I get that it's been a good storyline for them and that it's finished and they got what they wanted and that's that's fine. You know, that's that's fine for them. But like... For me, from an outsider's point of view, which is where they're going to draw a lot of people in, because a lot of people will this will have been their their first ICW show. Yeah, 
um, because of all the all the hype and the uh, you know the hydro and them screening it live on their on their on demand. A lot of people this will have seen this as their first show, and they'll have watched this match and gone, "Ugh." There was nothing well, about. They should have done something. A... They had um, like a chance to do promos in the interval, and they did um, like the title match stuff, and that was fine. But then they didn't really do a lot for this. Yeah, I thought that was really weird that there was no this like, is video the... package for yeah, this. Yeah, this is the this one story. with the storyline. <laughs> needs the story told for yeah. people to understand what's going on if they haven't been watching, and there was nothing really there. Like, video packages can really hype you up for a match, even if you're not that into it. Like, uh, a match we're going to talk about in Progress Chapter 38 later. Um, yeah, I know which one you mean, yeah. Front of it and got me really invested in the story. And this was crying out for one. Oh, I just remembered, I just remembered something else that pissed me off about the match. The, <laughs> the finish where um, Galloway's got um, Chris Renfrew in a uh, submission hold of some kind. I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. And, yep, he, yep. and he dropped his hand three times. And he's Fuck's out. sake. And it's like... Oh, it's so stupid. What are you, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> I hate that spot anyway. It's the worst spot in wrestling. Uh, I know. The free hand. If down. it's dropped once, then... It, it's over. Yeah, yeah. He's out. He's, he's unconscious. Out. He to he's not going to be less unconscious after a second hand drop, is he? <laughs> That's how wrestling works. You become less unconscious. <laughs> it's like reversing the figure for. Yeah, but and he, dropped his, he dropped his hand three times and he's out. But and it kept the, going. The referee noticed that he was awake. <laughs> it's oh, like, dear. For fuck's sake. I, I feel sorry for Billy Kirkwood having to cover for so much shit. Like with the free the team the team three D fuck up and this fuck up like him having to cover for it I feel sorry. <laughs> I I feel bad for Renfrew because he was supposed to be the big uh the big hero out of this so he's presumably going to be uh, the forefront of the angle coming out of it and I don't know what's happened with him but he's just he's just let his hand drop. It happens sometimes. I don't know if he's just thought it was the second one or something and he was thinking about what he had to do afterwards. I I don't know. But it's going to be on Botchamania. Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always feel bad for people who end up on Botchamania. Uh, going back to what you said earlier, there was nothing about this show that would have made me want to watch another ICW show in the future. No. If anything, it no, kind of drives, like... drives people away, I think, unless you're in part of that existing... Uh, yeah. They've got a very big fan base. But yeah, yeah. I don't but think it's, it's going to It's isolated. They're not doing any like OTT are doing stuff to make people from outside the OTT bubble want to watch their shows, whereas yeah. ICW aren't. If you're not in the bubble already, you're never gonna get in the bubble. Well, with OTT, it's like they book things that are going to be good, so <laughs> you, you don't just get the 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 people that are gonna pop the uh, the casuals who who don't know anything about indie wrestling. They're also getting those casuals invested in mm. talent. So they're bringing uh, in like really talented wrestlers. They're getting that crowd invested in those wrestlers, and then they're getting better, which is something yeah. ICW doesn't seem to want to do. They just don't yeah. seem to have any <laughs> ambition to improve their in-ring. Their in-ring now is worse than it was a year ago. You've summed it up perfectly with that. Uh, we have one more match to talk about. It was a main event, and it felt like a main event. It felt pretty big time, and the crowd was more responsive to this match than any other match, I think. Uh, Joe Coffey beating Kurt Angle. Apparently, some people left during it, or before it even (laughs) began. Wow. Yeah. 
I'm not sure why. It was it was I don't a, know. it was probably the second best match on the show. I don't um, understand anyone why 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 would you do that? It just doesn't make any sense. Unless it would overrun had it? I don't think it did. Possibly. I think I, it, the curfew was eleven, it was still before that. Um but yeah, it's, it felt like a big time match and I'm kind of enjoying these co angle ten minute sprints. Like he's always been a good short match wrestler, and now that he can only do short matches, mm. he he's adapted his style well to it. He he did lie horribly after the match, though. He said, "I'm as good now as I ever have been." Yes, and I just went. <laughs> that was a lie. Fuck off, Kurt. He doesn't want to downplay Coffee beating him, so at least he's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, I thought he did. Um... He did a good job of putting Joe over. I, yeah. I was kind of shocked that he did, seeing as um, everyone else that's booked Kurt has very deliberately gone or put someone in there to challenge him, but to lose to him. It's been very specifically to lose, to look good losing, whereas Coffee going over it kind of makes a big deal out of him. In, in that way, uh, RevPro and What Culture have kind of helped out ICW. Yeah, <laughs> because they haven't put anyone over Angle, and ICW got the chance to go. Oh, excellent! <laughs> Just like Gervin's win over Ricochet, this felt like a big, significant win for Coffee, who's probably ICW's biggest star now. Like Grado's star is waning, the fad is over. Coffee is the guy to build to in the future. Obviously, he's been a champion before, but that wasn't a significant run. He's the next guy to groom and have that. Presumably, he's, he's going to beat um, Wolfgang for the title yeah. at some point. I'd be surprised got... if they left it another year. That might be a bit risky, but um... yeah. <laughs> but he's got the look, he's got the charisma, and he's got the actual in-ring acumen to make good main events that people will want to stay for and not leave halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, considering this was the biggest UK show in like thirty years. Uh, with 6,000 plus fans in attendance, you'd think it would be more memorable. <laughs> I I thought it was a pretty decent show and easy to watch. It didn't feel like a chore, but like nothing's. I'm not going to remember any of it apart from Ricochet doing the dive, um, and that's about it. <laughs> uh, compare this to last year's Fear and Loathing, which finished with that. Uh, Drew Galloway Grado match, and like Grado's entrance on that show was better yeah. than anything on this show. <laughs> that whole match was really good, and it that match made was Grado really look like a star. And it's kind of bad that they haven't been able to sustain that stardom through to this year. Like Grado does not feel like a big deal anymore. But coming out of that show, he felt like fuck. He's gonna like lead ICW to the Hydro. Yeah, and instead he's just kind of another guy on this show. Just a guy. He got eliminated halfway through the elimination match. I mean, people were so envious of what what ICW had created last year that, uh, but I really don't think there's anything to be jealous of here. This is not a show that I'd, I'd look at and go, if you put that show in a progress ring, would it be any good? Would it be considered good show for progress? No. If you put it on in Rev Pro, would it be considered a good show by their standards? I don't think it would be. It's it's just not targeted towards us. It's not targeted towards wrestling fans who go out and watch uh, Pure <laughs> on the. All wrestling the... should be targeted towards wrestling <laughs> fans. This is this is far more sports entertainment based. 
it's not for the real hero pure drive team. <laughs> mm. It's not for nerd wrestling. Yeah, I I thought it was going to be a better show. I thought it would have higher highs. I I was kind of expecting Trent Seven to win, and that would have popped me, and I I would have probably have been able to overlook some of the things that I disliked <laughs> about the show. Yeah, but to have the the heel win and the way that he did, it just uh, yeah. Let's move on. Let's talk about something else. Uh, we can talk about Progress Chapter Thirty Eight, which was uh, a perhaps surprisingly good show. Um, considering the card was full of guys who maybe aren't big stars. Main event was three big um, progress stars, Mark Haskins, Jimmy Havoc, and Marty Skrull. Obviously, Haskins' um, sabbatical retirement, whatever you want to call it, after the match was very disappointing. Um, but it felt like a big occurrence to see all those guys in the ring with each other. What did you think of the Triple Threat main event? Main event, I thought it was very good. Um, you had it at something ridiculously low, like three stars or something? Yeah, triple threat. Uh, okay. Too many triple threats. You have a triple threat issue. Hat the Haskins thing, just that was, letting me, making yeah. me feel bad about it. Haskins like, thing I did, was I bad. Was, I was only watching him like not taking bumps and being like, oh, I really hope he doesn't take a bump. And then he took like a bump off the Acid Rainmaker. And I was like... Mm. Yeah, I see it, was, what you mean. it was just it was difficult to watch for that reason. So yeah, it's it it was better than what I gave it, but like it was difficult to watch. I didn't enjoy watching it. No, that's fair enough. The um, I thought the 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 planned stuff that they did in this match, the triple threat, because uh, they they started off with some weird overselling, uh, like Jimmy Havoc lying around on the floor for ages. But once they got into the um, the stuff down the stretch, like at the end, all the countering that they they got together. Um, where one guy would be trying to do a move on another guy and the third guy would break it up into something else. Um, I thought that was all very well done. Um, it was very strong planning uh, from, all, from all three guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're all really it's good. Good, seeing, so it's, it good seeing Jimmy Havoc back in progress as well. Uh, the match I really want to talk about though from this show was the first half main event, um, the tables match between the shirtlifters, shirt Jack lifters. Sexsmith and Roy Johnson, um, being defeated by the South Pacific Power Trip, um, but they took a lo- the long way to get there, and starting with the pre-match promo video, like this match just felt really yeah. important and like the biggest match of Sexsmith and Johnson's careers. The one thing Sexsmith uh, said really resonated when he said he'd been beat up by people his whole life for being yeah. like he was, but he was now, he wasn't, he just wasn't going to take it anymore. And this was his match. I know that. Yeah. I, I, I even put some of, um, his promo in my review for voices of wrestling. Um, this isn't about wins and losses anymore. This isn't about revenge. This is about Jack Sexsmith. Is he anything more than comic relief? Like I felt like those lines as well as, um, Say, like him very candidly saying that he'd been beaten up uh, all his life like it felt like that was the story that this match was telling like it was about uh, Jack Sexsmith redeeming himself being more than just a comedy character and showing through the fight through fighting his tormentors who he really was and we got to see some of the real Jack Sexsmith here and like I've ragged on him before but he's improved every time I've seen him, and this was by far the best I've seen him. And he really controlled this match and dominated its story and really stepped up big time. When I, he I cannot to. 
dislike uh, Jack Sexsmith uh, ever since <laughs> uh, his DJ set at the Dog Star when he played the Quantum <laughs> Leap theme. Uh, for me, he can do no wrong. He's a, he's a wonderful human being, mm-hmm. and, and he, he showed killed that. himself for this match. He showed that here. Uh, my favorite part of this match. Um, well, it's a combination of things. It's w- when he got thrown off the stage um, by TK Cooper. Um, there's a, there's a fantastic little shot of like if, if he goes flying off the stage, smashes through all the chairs, and um, Elliot, uh, who's at specific Luchador on Twitter, is standing right by the camera, and he, the look that he that he gives <laughs> back to TK Cooper is just oh, just magnificent. That's an example. He looks of very them. worried. They had the camera in the right place to capture that. <laughs> and I, I did like Sexsmith just disappearing into nothing. Yeah, like. just flying off into there. And I also loved that the way he came back from that, or yes, uh, screaming, or screaming and up. like stumbling back to the ring. The, and the forearms he threw at TK Cooper, they were doing like a forearm battle, the the Takayama fry punches, and he was just laying into him. Like, he was fighting for his life out there. You can get into this kind of emotion when wrestlers show it. Like, it feels real. Like, he yeah. got over, like, how real that emotion was for him in the pre-match. And then he delivered it during the match itself. Like, it was perfect. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't point out how good Travis Banks was in this match. Oh, yeah. He really he once held again, this together. Once again, at the end, like, when he slammed Sexmo through the table and, like, definitively ended the match. And he's just kneeling there looking so intense and just looking like he's just killed someone and oh yeah (laughs) Travis Banks is legit he did another one of those crazy suicide dives yeah he got whacked in the chair as well yeah he's he's doing stuff that he's just really good at the moment like his his actual uh, technique is very high in terms of uh, Brit rest talent like he's right at the top I want to see his match with Kyle O'Reilly. Um, yeah, the, which was Ring of, Ring of Honor, Honor yeah. this weekend. Uh, have you seen his uh, the match he had in Fight Club Pro with Shane Strickland? I have not yet. No, oh, but it's good. I will get around to it. <laughs> I think it's probably the second best singles match I've seen him in after uh, the one with Zack Sabre Jr., which is also yes. in Fight Club Pro. Travis Banks. He's Travis contender Banks for 20... a Britty this year. Yeah, twenty seventeen. <laughs> Mark my words is going to be the year <laughs> of Travis Banks. He's going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Get get uh, on get on that uh, hype train now. We should also note Dahlia Black taking that crazy bump through yeah. the table to the outside as well. After burgeoning story of TK Cooper continuing to um, manage to hit his girlfriend in the <sighs> face during every match. He's just not a very good boyfriend, is he? And he wears those, no. those shit awful dungarees. And he he did the awful, disgusting. Like kissing, looking into the camera thing again, <laughs> which just irks me to no end. That's so, bad. <laughs> so yeah, this match was excellent, and it like I keep, it keeps getting better every time I think of it. This was a memorable match. When a match like goes up in your estimation, the longer you think about it, like that's when you know it's done the trick. Yeah, I went uh, like three and three quarters on this, and I think I might have underestimated it. I think I underrated it, sorry. Yeah, I went four stars and I think I underrated it. So <laughs> Shows you how good it was. And considering I had no expectations for it going in, that's I, really good. Was that because the last match involving tables was awful? And that yeah, should have this... been great because it was the London Rights and um, uh, <laughs> Sumerian Death Squad? 
the furniture in that match was not good, although admittedly they, their use of the furniture, i.e. lying a very heavy man on top of it for several seconds, <laughs> didn't work, I didn't, that no. wasn't a good idea. Here they used it much more smartly and just used it for, like, slams, and they, they used it when they knew that they were going to put someone through it, rather than, like, doing any fakes or anything. Um, also on this show, uh, they had like, the opening match was uh, the New Nation against the Hunter Brothers. Yes. Hunters haven't been around for a while. That New Nation are, are brand new. I've been saying for months that I think Primate's really good. And everyone's been going like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> But I think he, he showed a lot in this match. But people were going nuts for his spot. Mm-hmm. Like was the, he the one who did the Fosbury flop over the top rope? He hunters. was doing like dead dead weight <laughs> um, suplexes where he was changing the angle in in like like halfway through, mm. which was just ridiculous. This was a really impressive match. Like guys just flying everywhere. Perfect way to start the show. Um, love seeing the Hunter Brothers in progress. They'll be back for Chapter Thirty Nine. Actually, no, they won't because uh, one of them are injured, so they've been replaced, which is very disappointing. But We'll see them back soon. Haven't they been replaced by FSU? Yeah, they have. Uh, they have. <laughs> yes, I thought they had. Um, Is there anything else you were... want to talk about on this show? Or... Um, do you want to talk about the uh, first match progression series four match? Because uh, some people really love this match. I, um, I did, except they kind of made a couple of mistakes. They were kind of going um, for something really epic. But for me, what Pollyanna was doing didn't make sense. She was like going out to punish um, Ginny. And it, the first time it went wrong, it'd be like, okay, so now you should get the message and, you know, just try and yeah. win the match. And she kept going for the same head drop over and over. And then Ginny just cradles her and gets gets the pin. And I'm like, okay. I didn't like that Ginny was straight up on her feet after being dropped on the head so many times and like celebrating her win. It should have, and also, like you said, the match felt like it could have ended like three or four minutes earlier than it did. I thought they were setting up for the finish where Pollyanna gets to it, uh, yeah, well, like overly enthusiastic with beating they, up Ginny. They were definitely shooting for epic. They were shooting for like a really, really yeah amazing lots match. of kickouts, and I just didn't like third match on the show. I didn't think it was very well placed for that. I did like it though. I did or second I, match. I thought show. it was a good match, but I. I think what they were hoping for was a great match, and they didn't quite get there. Yeah, and it kind of suffers as a result. Over overreached a bit. Me yeah. Um, and also, we had Matt Cross versus uh, Mark Andrews, which was... <laughs> the, the finishing sequence in that was insane. <laughs> <laughs> pretty crazy. There was a Street Fighter spot where um, Matt Cross went, went for a, a flying something, not a flying nothing. He was like going for like a proper move. I think it was a dropkick. And Mark Andrews caught him in the air and fucking did a mid-air powerbomb like Zangief. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was coming and off the top amazing. with something. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's going for, but like just catches him and just bang. <laughs> yeah, that was really impressive. Um, that, that was a really good match. Contrasted well with the Atlas match before it. Rampage Brown beating Bad Bones. Um, yeah, that was fine. I don't have too much to say about that. Yeah, that was okay. And the other match on the show was Paul Robinson defeating Pastor William Eva. Uh, do you have anything to say about the Sebastian angle or anything? Um, well, it, it's better than it was, but I just I don't <laughs> know. I I think 
between us, we've kind of talked ourselves out of ever liking it. <laughs> and that kind of had me a bit negative going in, but I, uh, I don't know. At I just... least we will, we're not harp- harping on about the secret anymore. Like that seems to be dead and out of the angle. And yeah, it's no. more about the injury now. Yeah, it's about the the, um, the legality of, of what Eva did in assaulting yeah. um, Sebastian before the match in Brixton. Which is still stupid, but it's far less, it's at least based in reality and like nebulous. Yeah. I just, secret stuff. I think the big problem I've got here is I don't really want to see the match at, the, at <laughs> yeah. the end of it. Whereas like the whole uh, if we're talking about like a, a long uh, burning feud like uh, Rev Pro have had done with, with Sabre and Marty Skrull, it's like at the end of it they're going to have a match and I want to see it. Whereas here I'm like I, Eva and Seb, I just don't really want to watch it. Yeah, I'm just not really that we... bothered. Especially about Seb as a worker. I just I don't really care about him. He mentioned the Skull Saber Junior build. That's official for high stakes now. Yes, yeah, um, I saw that. Um, Rev Pro have been putting on some sneaky card uh, announcements. Um, yes. They. Uh, it's um like the live cockpit shows of 2017. They've got a full schedule. Um, they said that the shows will be going up faster, which is our biggest complaint of the cockpit yeah. shows this year. And yeah, they've also got a whole bunch of British guys who they haven't been using before, like the Riots, uh, Dave Mastiff, Zach Gibson. Um, yeah, they're, they're coming got, in. and They've got now... the Riots again for the tag titles against uh, yeah. Joel Redman and Charlie Sterling. They changed his name? <laughs> really? <laughs> I need to see this. I, I'm just on the, running down the card, and he's listed as Charlie Sterling. I, are we sure? It's on the graphic. It's on the graph. Oh my goodness! London Riot. This is just shocking. Charlie Sterling. Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. This is this is the biggest shock of the entire podcast. I know. Charlie Garrett. I feel like we're breaking news. That... Breaking news. That's confused me. Is he one of Raheem's sons? I. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Do you think he's older than, than Raheem Sterling? Um, uh, probably about the same age. I don't know how old Raheem Sterling is. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, anyone that's played for Liverpool's dead to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, anyway, getting back to what I was about to say. was uh, So they're live at the cockpit 12 is the one that they're taping in January. They've got Pete yes. Dunn and Marty Skrull against the Uptown Funkers. Which should be a terrific main event. That that sounds like cr- a crazy time. They've got um, Saber is wrestling RJ Singh, which uh, that should be fun. Uh, Eddie Dennis against Josh Bowden, which I think that could be a decent match. Uh, Dave Mastiff is wrestling Tyler Bates, which I'm I'm very happy that they're both getting used. And the other match that's been announced is uh, Trent Seven and Zach Gibson, which I tempted to go to the show <laughs> just because I really want to see that match and obviously it's, progress it's can't do card. it um, no imports on it yet at least um, I think they're definitely making a concerted effort to make these cockpit shows really big for 2017 um, I really hope they come off really well and get uploaded quickly yeah and the high stakes 
they've named uh, Shibata Fire Stakes. Mm-hmm. So he's defending the title. Don't know who against yet. And they've got Sabre and Skill. Of course, Skill does have a title shot. And some bloody cool graphics posters for them as well. Yeah, apart like, from the one... Re- ref- the one that Trent Seven's on, they've cut his, like half his head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see that. But the, the high-stakes uh, graphics look very, very cool. That RevPro are leading the poster game right now. Yeah, that Shibata one's... Uh, that, that's a beauty. Yeah, I would actually buy that if it was for sale. Is it for sale? If it's for sale, they've got to, they've got to sale. <laughs> Put that on my wall. And with that, we're probably going to end the show right here. Uh, shorter episode than usual this week, but we're doing another one next week about our upcoming weekend exploits uh, with the wrestling. The wrestles. Uh, going to Fight Club Pro's Infinity Tournament and uh, Chapter 39 uh, back in London. Back in London, new champion, crown this weekend. Yes, that is very exciting. Will it be Matt Riddle? Will it be Eddie Dennis? Will it be Will Ospreay? <laughs> could be them or anyone else wrestling on that show apart from the women but <laughs> see I think that's just an outrage she should have Nixon Newell in there as well yeah I'd... Nixon Newell for the title that show is going to be crazy it's going to be I'm exciting it's so it jacked it for better this weekend. fucking finish on time that's what <laughs> I'm saying I don't want to miss I want to go end. home <laughs> Uh, so yeah, oh. next week we'll be talking about those two shows and our live experiences of them. Uh, before we check out, um, Tetsujin uh, Shoot Style, who we talked about at this time last year, mm-hmm. uh, have put their show on YouTube because they're they're doing another one, and to preview it, they've put last year's show up for free. So it's if, definitely recommend if you go onto YouTube, search for uh, Tetsujin, and it's going to come up. It's like an hour and twenty minutes, I wanna say, something like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty short. It's and but it's Jack free, Gallagher's stuff so. in that is very strong. So yeah, I need to watch that. I haven't seen it yet. If you're if you're having Gallagher withdrawal symptoms, that's that's for your cure. <laughs> yeah, so that that's it. Yes. Do we wanna do any plugs or should we get out of here? Right, let's get out of here. Let's go watch some wrestling. Alright. We will be talking to you again next week. Goodbye. Ta-ra. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.